Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Take a dose of every day How am I supposed to stay In a world built on empty ways And the lessons of all the rage Let's get this done. We are, I am, on the road. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. About to pass Gettysburg right now. So I've uh, been in the car for, I don't know, two hours now. Had to drop the kid off. This is episode 76 of series one of the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. So I'm headed up to the Salmon River. It's the annual trip. It's the annual podcast. We've been doing this for several years now, so you're going to expect um, more randomness than the normal podcasts as I and we record whenever it seems fit. I started planning this trip in September, emailing everybody, started tying flies, been ordering stuff online. All sorts of fun steelhead things. Uh, if you read the blogs, you'll note that I'm trying to catch fish now on specific flies. I'm really limiting my fly selection. It is Hobo Spays, Evil Twins, and now Senyo's AI, Sucker Spawns, Crystal Meths, Blood Dots, Eggs, Pheasant tails and jumbo johns. I think those are the only flies and San Juan worms. 
that I'm going to be throwing this next several days. One of the materials I bought in September never arrived. It is Angora yarn. I got five separate colors and they never showed up. I've been having some issues with the mail. So I don't have that to tie with. I've been coming home every day for the last week. Very excited to see packages on my front steps. Yesterday my only package were tent spikes. Tent spikes. Because uh, I'm camping tonight and tomorrow. The other thing I don't have is my cast gear jacket. And this is all on my end. Nothing against cast because uh, I broke my bungee on the hood last year or earlier this spring, I should say, and uh, I didn't get to sending it back until about a week and a half ago. And because of my delay, um, they shipped it this week. Hopefully it arrives today and, and Andrew can bring it up with him. It'd be great if the yarn came today also. So I'm not gonna be able to test drive my steelheading jacket, steelhead fishing. So that just means, hey, I gotta plan another trip taking a sip of water now. I had a, uh, can you still hear me? You're in my crotch. So I hope uh, you enjoy being down there at the moment. I ate an entire bag of biltong last night. It's um, South African jerky. And it was basically a bag of salt with some uh, animal in it. And I actually dreamt about drinking club soda last night. And there was this club soda machine and um, I kept going for refills and had different flavors of club soda. So now I've had coffee, I've had a bottle of Coke, and I'm on a sparkling lemon water. So I'm in the car, the car's packed. This is the first major road trip with this car, first big fishing trip. This is the big fishing trip of the year for me. I basically work seven days a week as a guide and a dad. So this is the big week to head out. I'm not gonna stay as long as I'd liked because the wife is going to Australia on Wednesday of next week. It is Thursday of this week. Packing's pretty easy. You listen to the podcast about how to prepare for road trips. Uh, if you've ever seen me in person, you'll notice that my clothes are pretty old. So I've been wearing the same clothes now. I mean, some of the, the layers back here are on their, I don't know, 14th, 15th year going up the Salmon River. So I know how to get the layers packed. I put it all in a big bin. I've got the camping gear. I've got a fifth of Mitcher's number one bourbon whiskey. I have a fifth of Bird Dog cinnamon whiskey. I've got some uh, Korean roasted garlic peanuts in a shell and some crystal noodles and the frying pan. Definitely gonna be making grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, what else did I bring? So it's uh, it's a standard 11 foot uh, 8 weight Orvis Helio switch rod, Rio Skagit short heads, and this year we're going to be throwing sinking heads. So at the end of our Skagit shorts, we're going to try 10 foot integrated sink tips that I lashed up this week. I also could not find my warm weather bombardier hat. Luckily, it's going to be in the 50s. They did get snow this week up there, 
so it might be a little wet camping. So I, I don't think I'm gonna really need or, or miss that jacket and that um, hat. Got the tying kit all back there, so I was able to limit it down to the materials. I have Glowbug yarn, I have McFly foam, I have pearl braid, I have diamond braid, I've got all these different marabous and uh, a lot of Matsuo America hooks. And this year I'm going to try to strictly fish Matsuo America hooks. I have the octopus hooks for my intruders and I'm using their egg hooks some of their other hooks for my nips. So I'm quite excited for that. We're going to stay at the Trestle Pool Lodge Saturday, Sunday, Monday night. It'll be warm. I'll have a, a place to tie flies. That's about it. It's, uh, you know, this trip now, it's not just about the fishing. It's, it's the, the road trip up. It's catching up on podcasts. It's watching the leaves change as we go further north. You get more and more peak in the leaves. It's about the camaraderie of fishing with your friends. It's about complaining about how crowded the river is. It's about the smell of the salmon rotting. It's, um, so yeah, the fishing's, you know, it's, it's a big part of the trip, but it's the laughs you get sitting around a campfire, drinking beers, or the shenanigans you see on the river. I think this year, you know, I had this little thing. You know, the you're walking down the street and there's some guy like shouting about government conspiracy theories and stuff, and, and you cross the street to walk away from them. Well, what if I act like the crazy man on the river, and nobody wants to fish near me or cross from me? I think I might do that if it gets to be the combat fishing. There's just too many people around. I'm just going to do something crazy, and uh, hopefully people will move away have some more space for swinging got some road snacks I got my, my pickle chips my Gatorade and yeah I did bring some more biltong I just won't eat the whole thing at once that's about it for now I'm at mile marker 22 and I've got to I don't know I'm on route 15 then I'll pick up 81 and it'll be 81 straight up to Pulaski plan is to pull into all season sports as tradition has it gonna buy my license gonna buy a bigger net definitely gonna stock up on tying materials because I love tying materials I could walk into a fly shop and walk past the rods reels and lines that's to me kind of like whatevs but when I see fly tying material man it's like my daughter yesterday at the international grocer she wanted everything she didn't know what it was She's grabbing tamarind paste, and she wanted me to get fish heads, and there were the eels that she said looked like poop, and she was grabbing chili chutneys and all sorts of stuff. So she gets very excited at the International Grocer. That's where I get my crystal noodles. If you don't know what crystal noodles are, they're a uh, cellophane rice noodle, and then you add boiling water, and you get this awesome bowl of soup. So I got my chopsticks from Chinatown in San Francisco and I got my spork and uh, yeah yeah so I, I've got it down like I said you're, you're hearing me name all these things it's because there's a system for the packing and, and loading the car and uh, I'm not sleeping in the car I got a lot of stuff in it so 
we will catch up hopefully uh, in New York tonight by uh, the campsite. Not gonna tell you where it is. It's kind of one of our secrets. And that's it. So uh, I'll send you out with. Let's see what's on Pandora right now. About to go listen to the Michael Mara Show podcast. Tom Rosenbauer, April Vokey, and I think some Zach Matthews. And Burt Kreischer was just on Elliot in the morning. Very funny morning. You're going to have to look for that episode online. And apparently he's got a podcast and he did one with Yakov Smirnov from Mazarasha. And it's supposed to be pretty hilarious and informative about Yakov Smirnov. So I downloaded that about an hour ago. I'll listen to that. I'll catch up with y'all when we're up in, uh, in Altmar. See ya. So the drive up was fairly uneventful. Pulled into all season sports at about 2.30. The lady who owns it or runs it or whatever, she walked me through all the new tying materials, bought my license, picked out the biggest net, and I was on my way to the upper fly zone. So I suited up in the parking lot and walked down and strung up and it was pretty empty. There, was, there really were just a few people there. So what I did was get a whole big spot to myself, string up the rod, start off with an intruder. Not really seeing a whole lot of action, so I uh, switched from intruders to San Juan's. I only had one fly box with me, and I'll explain the noise of driving in a moment. So we, I, uh, see some guys hooking up downstream. I don't know what they're hooking into, but I'm like, all right, I'll go investigate. So I pack up, walk downstream, Start throwing some line, and uh, I'm in a nice hole. Just, I didn't see any fish. The sun went down behind the trees, and I was getting a little cold. There was a one group below me, which consisted of a guide snagging salmon, and then handing the rod to some lady, and then she'd fight him until she'd break him off, and, and he kept doing it for about 40 minutes. Then I met up with some Canadian guys. They want you and me to Google drift boat surfing outside Montreal. They've got a big van. I think they're with Boulder Boat Works. They said some pretty cool videos. So I packed up at six, started headed down to Camp Chrome. It's a 10 mile drive from the upper fly zone. And I get there and I start unpacking. I got the tent out. I'm putting the rain fly up, getting the table ready to tie some flies, checking how cold the beer is. And then right as I'm starting to open up the tent spikes, uh, ATV goes by and I'm like, oh boy. Uh, and I'm on Larry. Larry said I could camp here. So uh, I, I cover my headlamp, but my internal light in the car is still on. And then I hear the ATV stop. I'm like, oh boy. I'm gonna get, someone's going to pull a gun on me. And then the guy's like, hey, who's back there? And I was like, hey, I'm a friend of uh, Larry Coburn. He's got the cabin right there. The guy's like, you come out and talk to me. So I'm walking out and I'm like, oh, great, man. I'm probably gonna get kicked out of here. I'll find out what's going on. So I walk up and say, hey, my name's Rob. Uh, I'm a friend of Larry Coburn. He said I could sleep here. And the, the guy's like, 
No one's allowed to sleep here. This is private property. I'm like, crap. And then uh, I kind of look up with my headlamp, and guess who it is? It's Larry Coburn. He says, sure enough, uh, that property was posted three days ago. It was all purchased. The entire stretch of where we've been sleeping for 15 years is now uh, fully private and marked and no camping. He said, I got to get out of there now. Um, I was offered to camp on his property, and I figured, you know what? I'm 10 miles outside of town. So I had my alarm set for 4.30 in the morning to get up and, and get ready and, and go and fish. So in about five minutes, I broke down the campsite, put everything back in the car. I am now back on asphalt, headed back to town. I guess I'll just uh, sleep in the car tonight somewhere around town, maybe the old gas station like last year. That way I don't have to worry about getting up 30 minutes earlier to get ready to to go fish. So we'll see how bad I sleep tonight. It's all part of the adventure. Um, there's too much stuff in the car to actually sleep, I think, in the back. So I'm going to have to play with things. Um, it's going to save money. You know, if I go to get a lodging for tonight, it's going to be 30 to 40 bucks. So uh, I really don't want to spend an extra $100 when I can just be a little chilly in the car got a sunroof now so I can pop it open there won't be the condensation don't have to clean the windows off in the morning so that's it for now it's still only like 6 30 at night so it's still pretty early I'll get a good night's sleep I still don't know what I'm gonna do for food because I only had the camp stove to cook on tonight I was gonna make like beef stroganoff with noodles or something check back in with y'all in the morning oh I forgot uh, when I was walking out there was knee-deep water with like 30 salmon, and you can see the females were going on their side to deposit eggs. So I figured there's probably some steelhead behind them eating the eggs, so I cast back there a bunch of times and nothing. Um, I foul-hooked one salmon, broke it off. When I broke it off, I decided I'll just go home to the campsite. So that's why I decided to break it down. Uh, I got 25 emails to go through, so at least I have something to occupy me while I'm waiting to go to bed. Check all in with y'all in the morning. All right, Smitty, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Michael Smith, Drift Smith Outfitters. And uh, what's been going on on the river this week? River's been fishing pretty hot, and the lower fly, the bottom, hasn't been doing very well at all. Any hot flies for us? Um, chartreuse in the morning, pink in the afternoon. When it's really bright. Go with the dark colors. When it starts getting darker, go with the light colors. What time did you get out here today? Oh, dark 30. Oh, Don't give up that secret. No, no. I want you to tell them where we are. <laughs> All right, so you guys are going to go put in the boat? Yeah, we're going for a drift for the rest of the afternoon. All right. Get away from all the crazies up here? Uh, I'm sure we'll find plenty of crazies down there, too. All right. We'll have fun. I won't keep you. All right. Thanks, Rob. See you later. All right, so it is Saturday morning. You just got introduced to Smitty. Oh, I gotta catch my breath. That was a long walk to the parking lot. I'm gonna throw a yawn out there too. So, um, oh, damn. <sighs> There's a lot of stairs to get out of here. If that gives away where we are, I guess it does. Um, yeah, so Smitty's the last one left of the Wild Bunch. We've been fishing together for 12 years out here. We met in the parking lot years and years ago when, uh, Tom and I were fishing up here. So, uh, like I said, it's uh, day three now. 
and yesterday started off with uh, 3.30 in the morning. I've had worse night's sleep. So it's 3.30 in the morning. I hear car doors opening and closing and slamming. And I was like, who are these people waking me up this early? So I got my alarm set for 4.30. I uh, decided to sleep in. There's no cars in the lot yet. So I sleep in another 30, 40 minutes. Come down here, set up my lamp. What the? There's some crazy chipmunks out here, like, throwing stuff at me. So, where was I? So I start walking down, and I see some headlamps on. I go up and start talking, and I hear this, this raspy voice. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's Smitty. So Smitty was out there getting ready for clients at Dark 30. And it was good to catch up with him for a little bit, but his client was a little older. So he was fishing a different spot than me. So I came up here, and... Um, Colder than cold yesterday. Uh, at least the sun was out, but where we're fishing, there still is no sunlight, direct sunlight during the day. So I take breaks and go up towards where Smitty is guiding and kind of warm myself up like a turtle. Rotated flies in and out yesterday. The first fish I hooked into was with a very small chartreuse McFly egg. And then I got another one about two minutes later and broke me off. Then I went to an intruder and had a monster, monster fish bend the hook out. I'll, I have it in the car somewhere. I'll show pictures of it on the, the blog. So throughout the day, and I kept waiting for Holt to come down the stairs. I was looking up, taking sips off my English pewter flask with the, the trout man on the front casting. And he's got a wicker basket and he's got an old bamboo rod in the back. There's a trout on it. Little nips of cinnamon to keep me going, and then I had my hot Trader Joe's chai latte. I'm gonna read the label so you know what to get at Trader Joe's Trader Joe's spicy chai tea latte mix. So, when I first met my wife in 2001, I'd never been to Trader Joe's, and she kept telling me that you know, all these winter fishing trips I kept going on, she uh, kept emailing me about this. Remember, we met online and we chatted for like two months before we ever met. She's like, oh, you keep going on these crazy winter fishing trips to Pennsylvania. You should bring a thermos to that. So finally, when we, you know, after we started dating, she brought me a can of it. And holy shnikes, it's amazing. So anyway, throughout the day, I uh, probably broke off 10, 10 fish, broke off or lost. And nothing on San Juans, nothing on pheasant tails, nothing on sucker spawns. I think it was just eggs, jumbo johns. I broke off a couple on Jumbo Johns, and then we lost all the rest of them. So tonight when we're lodging, I will definitely be making those. And I went down to Melinda's. I took a break, went down there. No one was really up in this spot, so uh, I was able to just leave my stuff and, and walk out and go down to Melinda's and buy some material. It is the premier fly tying shop around. It is just nuts. And it's specifically mostly geared towards two-handed rods and swinging flies. And she has some crow feathers. They're maybe the size of a dime and six of them are like $400 and they're just, it's like Indian pigeon from the Indian subcontinent and they just look gray with a little right red on the tips. I don't know, man. You could probably pull those out of a, a cockatoo's arse and, and just say they're Indian pigeon feathers. So I got a bunch of stuff there. Um, she's probably got the best prices on Lady Amherst. $16 for a full center plume that's been UV treated and like 
two bucks more for the colorful ones. Huge amount of feathers and chenilles and estazes and dubbing and just absolutely amazing. So I try not to spend too much money in there. We still love to get Melinda on the podcast. And then Holt finally showed up and we started fishing together and um, he maybe lost one. It was a slow day. The net was never used. I did buy a $70 net the other night. And at some point yesterday, I heated up the stove and made my crystal noodles. They're a, uh, a Chinese or Japanese rice noodle. They're clear, and it comes with dehydrated tofu, shiitake mushrooms, garlic, scallions, and ginger. I could do without the, the ginger. So that was nice to have to warm me up. And then we finished up, changed. Oh, I also fell in twice. I might as well tell those stories. So there's a tree down here. For some reason, the rocks above the tree are super slimy. And the salmon are swimming under the tree to get through. And I've got videos of that that'll be on YouTube. So the first time I fell in, um, I was just walking upstream and threw the Jumbo John out. It was an all-black one and got a huge bite and uh, set the hook and, and slipped and fell and uh, got a little wet. The second time, I actually tripped on a salmon in that little hole. And apparently it was pretty hilarious because I fell down. It's like, all right, what do I want to... I don't want to fill my waders. I don't want to break my rod. I don't want to break my, my hands. So somehow I fell down and I couldn't get grips with my boots. So um, the water actually ended up going down my neck. So my crotch was wet, which is I'm sure is the first thing you wanted to hear about me getting wet was down there. And then it ran all the way down my legs. So my base layers were soaking wet and cold. And uh, So I had to go dry everything out of the car afterwards. So I had to take everything out, and we're, camp we're car camping right now. So it wasn't the best way to dry things. And we went into town. Holt wanted to go find some dude who literally lives in a van down by the river. Some friend of his. We drove around uh, Selkirk Shores area, the estuary. Didn't find him. Ran to the grocery store. I got some bread and some cheese. And we headed straight to the Altmar Hotel where we bumped into Smitty. And had uh, okay food, but it took so long to come out. Um, I was still hungry. And the side of fries, man, it's just gross. It was like five potatoes fried. I'd rather have a small serving of really good fries than a massive serving of just like starchy grease. But the burger was stuffed with bacon and blue cheese, apparently. And uh, we left there, had a couple of bats, and headed back up to the cars. Turn the cars on to start drying stuff off inside. And Holt happens to have a DVD player in his car. So we sat in the parking lot and, and drank some Highland Park Black. And watched Empire Strikes Back on Blu-ray. So that was pretty cool. By 9 o'clock I was done. Made my bed in my car. Had to move things around. Remember my car is smaller. So imagine kneeling down and then just flopping over. That's how I have to sleep in there. Not even the fetal position. It's more of like my torso goes parallel to the car and then my legs go perpendicular. And it was a pretty cold night. Smitty banged on the window at 3.30 to wake me up. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super-fast shipping. 
when you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. And I said, screw that. I'm going to try going back to bed. Uh, didn't really fall back asleep. So kind of sat there in the car for a little bit, suited up. So now I'm wearing my 686, like 200 level base layer. Over that, I have my fleece bibs, which are like a 300 layer. And then I have my nano puff pants. I got two long sleeve shirts, a t-shirt, a windproof ghillie gear sweat, sweater, down jacket, wool gloves, frogman outdoors hat. And I have a black strap ink neck gaiter to cover my face from this wind. I don't know if you can hear that right now. There are actually branches just falling out of the trees and missing us. Everything's blown around. There's leaves and absolutely everything, which means we're also getting a lot of leaves when we're swinging flies because they're all over the river. There's still plenty of salmon, which brings me to the next part. I put on, at some point, a pink intruder because I've been using blue and purple and probably put on a, a fuchsia cerise colored one and after about 10 casts I hooked a fish and Holt got the net and we landed a, a 20 plus pound female king salmon took the hook out of her mouth and went to grab her for the photo and got pricked she had a one-aught hook stuck in her adipose fin which is why I'm always very careful when I go to pick up a salmon because you see the dead ones all over here and they are just absolutely covered in lures and flies that get broken off in them and there are some big ones. There's steelhead swimming right in front of us. I saw one about an hour ago that had a brilliant red stripe down it. So it's been in here longer than the quote-unquote dying bright ones. I'm waiting for Holt to come back down. He was putting on more layers because it it's pretty damn chilly. It looks like it's going to snow. It's overcast. You kind of have this little halo where the sun is. Um, everyone's got hoods on, face masks, fingertipless gloves. Oh, one of the more weird things yesterday, there's a guy across the way from us and he's just swinging flies and out of nowhere, two mergansers pop up in front of him from underwater and fly off maybe, you know, a foot in front of him. So it was pretty, pretty bizarre, pretty, pretty funny, a little scary. And that brings me to the, the fishing places. So they're on the other side, they're waist deep and there's trees overhanging them. And when I look for a spot for steelhead, the fishing is not, the catching is not the first thing I look for. I'm looking for shallow water where I have good footing, no overhanging branches, a place where we can softly land a fish. I can get in and out easily. And it's safety first, and then it's fishing second. Also, I just hate losing leaders and breaking off everything in overhanging trees when you go to set the hook or, or yank back on a, a rock. Been experimenting with Seagar and Orvis Mirage and Berkeley Vanish. So far, I'm, I'm sticking with the Berkeley Vanish for right now. Wish I'd known that before I bought two spools of $15 Tippet. But at least I have it now, and I'll, I'll switch back and forth. I'm kind of rotating just like I'm going through the flies. And it is now... Oh, let me tell you. So I get down here at 4 o'clock. It's freezing cold. I... Um, Basically bundle up. I've got a, a stick-on heat pack that you put on your back when it hurts. So I stick that on my chest just to keep my torso warm. And I shivered here for two and a half hours. And I'm still waiting for the rest of the crew to show up. And there's no phone service down here, so I don't know where Jason and Yoshi-san and Stankus and Thomas are. So hopefully they get here soon. We have uh, actually the entire spot is open right now. There's only one other dude fishing 
Everyone's taking breaks. Another reason you don't want to be, you know, crotch deep in here is this water sucks the heat out of you. Heat always goes from higher concentration to lower. So it's, uh, it's painful to stand in that deep water all day. So for breakfast out here, I made some of that hot chai latte. And then I went back to the car, got the frying pan. And I've got my bread and I made two turkey sausage patties and put that inside a grilled cheese. It was pretty ridiculous. Warm, gooey, cheesy. And then Holt, Holt has Bovril. It's some British beef bouillon that comes in these like cups. I don't even understand what it is, but he heated up water and like drank it for breakfast. So that's about it. Oh yeah, let me check the time. It is, oh my gosh, it's only 10.49. I've been up for like seven hours. This is crazy. So I'm going to go back to swinging fish. Hopefully Holt comes down. So if I do catch something, he can help me land it and take pictures. And hopefully it's not a female that's going to squirt eggs all over me. Because the last one did, and uh, it's kind of gross. That's it for now. We will check back with you all later. So I hope I sound better. I'm now at the Trestlepool Lodge. Literally at the Trestlepool Lodge because it's called at the Trestlepool Lodge. Doing one of my favorite things on a fishing trip, which is watching Seinfeld reruns and having a cold beer. This is the one where... Elaine, George, Jerry, and Kramer each take a different subway. Kramer's about to get mugged by the guy at the bookie shop. Elaine's stuck on the subway underground. George ends up with a woman of the oldest job in the world. And Jerry hangs out with um, the dad, the guy who ran the Malibu Shores place at Saved by the Bell when they went to the beach for the summer. So, what am I doing now? I'm about to retie Jumbo Johns. I've got the full kit set out in front of me. Uh, that seems to be the fly that they liked from my offerings. Other than that, uh, I didn't land a single fish after the King Salmon today. Nothing after the steelhead on the pink bugger. So, kind of back to the drawing board. Scott got several hooked and landed a coho. A fresh coho and I don't think I've ever seen a coho that pretty and that up close it was truly awesome Holt sight cast to a nasty old nasty nasty old salmon and it actually turned and bit his fly so he landed one that when he beached it to land it didn't even care didn't even realize it was out of the water and what about Thomas Thomas hooked some I don't think we landed anything but I left them it's uh, not even 430 we were hanging out with a guy from Ottawa. So if by any chance you're a listener of the podcast, well, hello there, our friend from Ottawa. And then there was a guy who was using these, they kind of were like slump busters of a tan-colored zonker. And he was catching fish left and right. He said they were orange. He buys them somewhere for 40 cents a piece. He's like, I don't even buy tying. Buy. He doesn't bother... Tying flies or buying material. Jeez, I'm, I've been up for more than 12 hours now. <laughs> Luckily, I got a shower in, so I feel a little bit better. And they're making chili tonight, so that should be fantastic. Um, I definitely brought poopery because there are four guys staying in uh, a one room, and it's going to be gross. Um, 
so yeah, I, I had some nice uh, shore lunch, filled up my waiter zipper pocket with shelled roasted garlic peanuts from Korea, and then was just too tired to fish. So hopefully those guys are doing okay down there. Um, I might have to run over to Melinda's. I did not bring any black round rubber legs with me. I've got purple, and I also have barred black and silver. So if I don't like the way it looks, then I'm going to have to drive back and swap it out. So I'll try and get everybody on the podcast when they come back. And we can uh, pick up from from there. It's nice. It's nice to be inside. It's nice to uh, get the waders off. And I have a fake fire going. I'm going to tie some flies. See you all later. So I'm tying. And I realize I don't like these black and silver speckled legs. So I jumped in the car, drove down to see Melinda. I mean, I could spend all day in that store. It is the most colorful, most diverse shop, and she's just the most awesome. And I'm talking to her after I go in to buy rubber legs, and I come out with purple chartreuse and hot pink goose biots and uh, hot beads. So we're going to try hot beads on these flies to see if it makes a difference. And I asked, I said, hey, Linda, you've got our Tidal Potomac Fly Rotter sticker up. Can I come back tomorrow and maybe put up a Frogman Outdoors one? Nonprofit that takes disabled Navy SEALs, former SEALs fishing. And she's like, okay. And then I said, yeah, and, and we're going to have a big fundraiser for them at our December beer tie. And I told her what beer tie was. And she goes, do you want some materials? And she goes in the back and grabs a trash bag. No, I don't know what's in it, but we're going to open it up now. Oh, my goodness. Um, one, two, three, four packs of Sartreuse Marabou. What is this? I think like 10 pheasants plucked. Um, like a freezer turkey bag of, do you put your frozen turkey in? Of turkey feathers, purple squirrel tail. Light pink schlappen. Uh, more pheasant. A pheasant rump. Jeez, Melinda. This is awesome. Okay, now we have another bag of pheasants. Um, one, jeez. Orange, orange schlappen and orange marabou. And then another gigantic bag. I could tell you a story about this guy named Andy in college that had a bag and what he kept in it this big, but it's illegal. Um, and a giant thing of olive marabou and olive schlappen. So, Melinda, you are awesome. We can actually tie up some Frogman Outdoor colored logoed flies with this. So, everybody, give, uh, give her a big round of applause. Thank you to Melinda for supporting TPFR and... Frogman Outdoors. Now, unfortunately, Seinfeld's over, and I don't watch. I haven't watched Friends in 20 years. Uh, let's see if we can get the Ohio State game on. Spike TV. This is one of them old-fashioned televisions. It's like squared off. It's so windy right now. I thought it was snowing for a moment. It's just 
small leaves blowing around. News conference. What's going on in Houston? Bunch of jive shows. People swimming. The peanuts. You all don't need to hear this, so I'll, uh, I'm going to shut you all down. So we're at the trestle pool. Let's find out how Thomas' day went. No. All right, Thomas, how was your first day up on the Salmon River today? Uh, I didn't land any fish. I hooked into a couple of salmon. They might have been foul hooked, but I don't know. Uh, not all of them. Um, lost a few flies. Uh, hopefully tomorrow's better. What flies did you hopefully legitimately hook these fish on? Uh, blue egg patterns. All right. And Chartreuse. Definitely bent a hook on a chartreuse. How was the weather today? Uh, windy, not too cold, but very windy. And then it started raining at the very end of the day. What's your game plan for tomorrow? What are you going to change up? Uh, different blue flies. Uh, fish longer. What kind of weights were you using? Lead weights. Heavy. How are you attaching them, though? <laughs> uh, <laughs> were they attached straight to your leader? No. I tied them onto uh, off of the swivel on a, a piece of mono down five five x. All right, it worked. Yeah, fewer snags. I think so, and I only lost the weights, not the fly. How are the naughty eggs doing? Doing pretty well. Haven't caught anything on them. Hooked at least one. All right, let's go, Pastor Scott. What's going on, man? Not too much. Just getting ready for tomorrow. How was your day so far? It was good. Um, like Thomas said, it was windy um, and it rained at the end. But uh, I think it was a pretty good day for steelhead fishing. It was um, hooked a lot of fish. I think most of them were salmon. I didn't see a lot of steelhead. Um, I did luckily manage to land one coho, which was a first for me. So that's what did nice. you catch that coho on? A blue crystal meth. There you go. There anything you're going to change up for tomorrow? No, I think I'm going to stick with what I think was working for me, which was uh, crystal meths. In I, I had blue and green and orange and had a little bit of success on each, each of them. Um, I like to fish the indicator because it just seems to work better for me. Um, no shame. Uh, so I'm going to stick with that and see uh, if I can bring, bring some more fish to hand tomorrow. All right. I'll see you all in the morning. Mm-hmm. Sleep well. Night. Night, night. Lights out. So I'm back in my room. I'm going to uh, – my allergies are killing me up here. I don't know if it's mold or what, but uh, I'm taking the single room tonight to save them snoring. There was some chili for dinner, so uh, yeah, in case – oh, Ohio State. There we go. Ohio State Rutgers is on. All right, so uh, yeah, there was some chili for dinner and just to save them any uh, – nasal discomfort. I'm going to take my own room. I'm going to lay out on the empty bed my layers for tomorrow. Tops on one bed, bottoms on the other. And uh, hit the hay pretty soon. Get up at 5 and hopefully the rain stops by then. We'll see how Sunday goes. Alright. <laughs> I just heard Yoda over there. We're going to... Uh, we're going to talk with Scott now. How was your second day on the river? Full day. It was slow, I thought. Uh, my morning morning had a little bit of activity. I did land, land one steelhead. Um, but that was at 8.30 this morning. And after that, you know, I might have had another hit or two. 
by by noon, but I don't I don't think I had any action at all since noon, and we were there till five o'clock or after. Till six, six, six on the dot. Six o'clock. What particular flies were you throwing today? I just basically stuck with the uh, crystal meth still. Um, I tried several colors: pink, green, blue, orange, gold, white. Um, I did did land the steelhead on an orange. Um, but had no no luck on anything else. So orange, huh? All right. We'll talk more about that soon. And the weather today was a typical steelhead weather. It was warm. I mean, it was 48 degrees when we got to the stream side this morning, which was quite warm. I was comfortable all day, except it rained for a couple hours in the afternoon, and that was a little damp. But um, much warmer than, than I'm used to. How was your uh, your short launch of mac and cheese? Fantastic. Mac and cheese and sourdough grilled cheese, which was excellent. And we're not talking store-made sourdough. Oh, no. Oh, no. I baked that on Thursday. Fantastic. All right. Let's catch up with Thomas. Step up to the plate, young man. How was your day today? I landed a nice mud shark uh, for my first ever large fish in the Salmon River. That was fun. I'm a popsicle fly I tied myself. I fell in the water. That Any particular? Yeah, she took a swim today. Yes, I did. I uh, was coming back from pushing another spot, and I uh, hit a rock with my shin and took a little dump. Uh, I think that was a tree. No, there was a big rock I hit. Okay. Yeah, and then I uh, got a little wet, but luckily nothing got ruined. I stayed fairly dry overall. What particular colors worked well for you? The only fish I caught was on a popsicle, purple, pink, orange. Uh, I guess I had a few other hits on orange and blue. What are you changing for tomorrow? I tied a lot of orange flies tonight because that seemed to be, be the color that was working. So I'll be using a lot of orange tomorrow. You'd think with all the orange leaves in the water, they would not be keen in on this color fly, but apparently that's what it was. Yeah, I think I'm going to mix it up a little bit, little bit more and throw throw some stuff that, that they probably haven't seen before. I was thinking like an X-Caddis, maybe a um, uh, Parachute Adams, just, just, just to mix it up. <laughs> I think you're being silly. I saw some rising today. <laughs> and there was a the throwing the full spay rod skating flies. Yeah, he said he rolled a true. few salmon. And he had a tweed hat, so you know he was telling the truth. I'm going to have to put a mouse on tomorrow. <laughs> Tonight. Tonight? It's illegal now. Oh, he dropped it, Jason. Jason, you want to check in? If you're editing this now, it's because you're walking over. That's what the blank spot is. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add yet. I just got here, so uh, all I've had is food, fly tying, and whiskey. And so, some popcorn. Did you have the lentil soup this evening? No, I did not. Oh, man. I would have had I more. I missed this out is, on that. It was good. I had some Stefano's pizza, which filled me up pretty good. I should have thought about your pizza, which you mentioned. I would have had more soup. I only had, like, one ladle full. All right, should we tie some flies tonight? Yeah, we're trying to go. put together some Jumbo Johns. Uh, did the Eagles just score? Eagles score. 
No. Why are the Panthers celebrating then? <laughs> They're confused people. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, Jumbo Johns, yeah, I want to have some of those in my fly box because they're big and they're meaty and who knows. Might get some interest tomorrow. So that's all I know so far. All right, let's introduce the new person. Nice to meet you. I'm Yoshi. I came from Japan to catch Big Steel Head. And uh, I made uh, some new fry pattern, egg pattern. And uh, I'm using first time their new material. I hope they're to catch a big fish tomorrow. Thank you. Do you think we're joking that you're probably going to lose like 30 flies tomorrow? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I made uh, over 30 flies. So I'm using all, all of these tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and did Jason prepare you? You got some snacks to eat on the river? Uh, uh, sorry? You got some snacks, food for tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I have our, uh, some uh, potato chips. and uh, These, these uh, chips are pretty good right now. The roasted garlic? Yeah, I like garlic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the roasted garlic lattice cut with sea salt. Uh-huh. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love right. that. It's got a good texture to it. Yeah. All right, are you ready to be fishing in some cold conditions tomorrow? Uh, I hope uh, the... Weather is good. If uh, I hope they're good condition tomorrow. You're not going to be in the sunlight at all tomorrow. You will be in the shade from the moment that sun rises <laughs> yeah. until you come back to this building. And the sun's going to rise, but we're going to be hidden by the trees all day. I I will. I can do the whole day. Okay. Uh, morning to midnight. All right. <laughs> well, it sounds good. Well, we're going to check in with you tomorrow about your. Uh, Hopefully, first fish on the Salmon River. Yes, it's my first time. So, uh, I want to catch some fish, or even if a small one. (laughs) Now, did Jason tell you about the initiation if you're a new person up here? (laughs) He's going to spank you with a salmon that he pulled out of the river. (laughs) I can't understand. I can't understand. All right. We'll check in in the morning. Thank you. By now, you've already heard about some of the highlights from today. They all got up pretty early, and I just wasn't able to get out of bed after being on the road and sleeping in my car and not sleeping really at all. I really wasn't moving until a little after 8 o'clock today, so I was a little late to get there. Very crowded day on the river. That eventually tapered off around lunchtime. Most of the crowds seemed to have dissipated. People going back home. It also started to rain. It was a pretty cold rain. Really uncomfortable rain. Had to go back to my car to get my layers. Also went to the car to go to the store. Because I had a hankering for some candy. And uh, we also needed more water. For cooking stoves and just for drinking. Because believe it or not, standing still on a river all day, you do get dehydrated. When I got there, people had already caught fish. It seemed the hot color was orange. After having gone to the store and not hooking up um, all pretty much all day, I maybe had hooked a couple and lost some. I know on a pink sucker spawn and one on the Jumbo John, that was it. Nothing on intruders. I'm done with nymphs. Nothing on worms. So it was, it was interesting. It was hard fishing. Not a lot of people catching and landing. 
When I came back, I decided to grab some shad flies out of my car because I still have my box of shad flies. And I had a bunch of orange shad busters. You can look that up. It's a shad fly. And sure enough, on like the seventh or eighth cast on it, swung on the far bank. I hooked into a fish and broke it off. And then later lost another one on the same pattern. And later I lost another fish on a chartreuse egg at the way end of the drift. So you cast perpendicular to the flow, let it swing. And it was done swinging. It was just sitting there in the water. And absolutely, that rod almost got jerked out of my arm. We were fishing next to a group of guys from, of all places, Colorado. This is the 10th year they've been out here. They've been coming out fishing because we heard that they were from Colorado. And I was like, how, how do you guys from Colorado know to fish you know, a spot like this? And they're rigged up with... You know what you could call the you know a Great Lakes uh, strike indicator, which is a strip of amnesia line for between your fly line and your um, leader. And they were doing pretty good. I helped one of the guys land one of the biggest steelhead I've ever seen. It wasn't just long; it uh, it had these just giant shoulders on it. It was a massively big fish. So the hot color today was definitely orange, thus at 4 o'clock I went back over to Melinda's and got some orange marabou, some orange estaz, some orange, more orange egg material, tied up orange buggers tonight, a couple more jumbo johns, some orange intruders, what else orange, orange estaz eggs, we'll see how those work tomorrow. Um, drying everything out now not only just drying out but I get the sand off of everything and one of my water jugs spilled slash leaked in the car so I've got uh, a lot of moisture in the car so my windows are probably going to be frozen over on the inside that's about it for today it was a long long day you know 9 to 6 it was a fun day even though we had to rotate in the morning once everybody left to go home the area below us was empty, you know, for probably 100 yards for a couple hours. And then we kind of moved in and out with the Colorado guys and made it work. And, and we, we had a lot of space today. Lost a lot of flies into the trees on the other side of the river, trying to get up along that bank, which seemed to be where the salmon are. One of the theories is the way the current goes along that bank, the eggs are being dropped by the salmon along that bank because they're holding there taking a break going upstream. So that seems to be where the steelhead are too. We've been trying our best to get our flies over there. Let's hope some of those flies tomorrow are going to work. Uh, I got my first coho today, orange sucker spawn. I get orange fly, so who knows. I had nice hot lunch, brought the thermos with hot coffee. It's one of the benefits of staying here is there's a pot of coffee out in the morning, so I fill the thermos up. I think I'm going to have to do that in the morning because it's uh, 1021 and I got my alarm set for 4.07 a.m. Let's hope increasing air pressure and a near full moon are going to turn things on for tomorrow. I got a lot of layers set up. It's going to be a cold morning sitting there for a couple hours. But that's what you have to do out here. And the reason I'm here is because when I'm on this water, there's only one thing I'm thinking about. It's the fishing. It's not bills. It's not traffic. It's not chores. The only thing I hear is the flowing of the water. The only thing I'm thinking about is connecting to a fish. 
And you're paying attention every second because you never know when that fish is going to strike. And that happened a couple times today. And it's the one time where, uh, you know, even when you're asleep, you're dreaming. Your mind's somewhere else. But when you're steelhead fishing, at least for me, I'm singly focused on the fishing. And one last thing I'll leave you with today. The Serbians have the loudest, now kids, earmuffs. Serbians have the loudest farts I've ever heard in my life. This one guy was farting from, I mean, I can't tell you how far away. I can't hear people shouting from, to me when I'm on the shore drinking a cup of coffee and someone's out fishing. Yet this person was four or five down from Holt and I could hear his fart through his waders and layers. It's the kind that you're surprised it didn't melt his waders. And his buddies just looked at him and like they knew it was a regular thing. It was, uh, I don't know if that's talent. I don't know if that's just being crass. So, uh, I'm going to sleep on that note. Well, all right. It is, uh, Monday, 4.02 p.m. I'm currently missing my daughter's classmates, the triplets. Yes, there are triplet boys in her class. Their birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. It's a Greek thing to celebrate after the birthday, I think, and something about Monday being after the birthday. I don't understand, but I'm missing Chuck E. Cheese, but I'd rather be uh, fishing. So the alarm went off at 4 o'clock. We all got up, uh, car, my car at least, completely iced over on the outside. The inside, additionally wet, mostly due to a gallon plus of water having spilled in it the other day. Got up, put my layers on, grabbed my bags, and I was out the door. I got down to the spot, I don't even know what time, but it was dark, and it was cold. This is the coldest weather I've felt since last winter. There was steam rising off the river. It was very difficult to see. It was very difficult to walk. Add that to the condensation from breathing. When you exhale, that made it even harder to see where I was going. So I set up my little camp spot all bundled up. There was uh, two guys above me. I thought it was the group from Colorado, but it was some guys from New York waiting on their friends from Utah. So definitely some people have been traveling. I also heard a group was here from Iowa. Once the rest of the group got down there, it was just so freaking cold. Uh, I decided to go back to the car for something and ended up, I had my zero degree down bag in the front seat and I ended up just unzipping it, putting it over me and spending about an hour just inside that. I tried opening the sunroof to let some air in and out. It was frozen shut. So I get down there right around sunrise and people are fishing already right at the break of light which is it's I, I consider it not very safe if you hook a big fish and you got to start walking around in the dark on a steamy morning where it's very difficult to see it's it's kind of dangerous plus it's it's difficult to see where your flies are going thus i did not start fishing for a while thomas hooked up first and he landed a big old brown trout it had a cash register jaw the bottom jaw was like just completely hooked up around its upper so the lower mandible completely hooked around the top part of the jaw beautiful beautiful fish and we kept fishing all morning it was cold and we definitely were were drinking uh, hot drinks from the stoves we were making i had grilled cheese and turkey sausage for breakfast we were just eating as much as we could drinking hot beverages to stay warm when you're standing in a freezing cold river with cold wind coming down and you're in the shade 
you get pretty cold. It wasn't until probably afternoon that I eventually put on a baseball hat and took off my gloves. I need to find my gloves and dry them. They got a little wet. Very slow day. The group from Colorado was on the other side. They fished for a couple hours and disappeared. Eventually, the wall cleaned out. People above us disappeared. The guys from New York, the guys from Utah disappeared. So we had the entire stretch, the five of us, which gave us ample room to swing flies and drift and, and do whatever we wanted. The orange flies, just it wasn't the trick. So, yeah, spent all that money yesterday and tied up all those orange flies. I got a couple of tugs in the morning, one on a, a just bubblegum pink inch-long San Juan. I got one on an orange, well, I guess I did work, orange Estaz. Nothing on the orange buggers, nothing on orange intruders. Finally, I put on just, um, I forget the name of the material. I can walk to the other room and find out, but it's for making smaller kind of sucker spawns. It's basically a very thin glow bug yarn. It's thick as uh, spaghetti. So I eventually hooked into a fish. It was in the same spot that Thomas hooked his, and eventually we landed a, a beautiful brown trout for me. I don't know if anybody's hooking up now, but for the rest of the afternoon, you know, a couple of us hooked up here and there and, and didn't get any good hook sets. We went through the gamut of flies. I ended up eating Backpackers Pantry biscuits and gravy for lunch, which is probably one of the better dehydrated meals we had jerky and sausages and cheese, and I had, uh, so Scott made his own homemade sourdough. So I had Scott, he threw some butter in the frying pan and then some sourdough and put on some horseradish cheddar on top and melted it, kind of like a croque monsieur. It was freaking amazing. And I fished till 3.30 and just gave up. I'm tired. I had to drop off some Frogman outdoor stickers at Melinda's. Want to pack up. Tomorrow's my last day. I'm leaving around 12, 12.30. The plan is to fish the upper fly zone, which is going to be out in the sunshine. Hopefully, there's going to be some more steelhead up there. And I will leave it at that. The plan tonight is tie some more flies, go to Tailwater Lodge, get a burger, have a sip or two of bourbon, and get a good night's sleep. We're going to be up pretty early again tomorrow. So when the lads return and we sit down at the table, the round table in the big room, we shall catch up with everyone. So, that is it for now. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages. Things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, Log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Mr. Scott, all full from dinner. Your burger was un overcooked. <laughs> it was. Is that the worst part of your day? Uh, no, the worst part of my day was tripping over the rock and falling into the river. Uh, now, yeah. This rock has been stepped on before by a person in this group. Indeed. Perfect. And it seems to leave... A mark in the same sign. spot of the shin. Yeah, telltale sign. Uh, Thomas and I are now uh, brothers in tattoo. Yeah. So it looks like you're getting ready to tie a fly. You got about 20 wraps left on that uh, spool. About that, yeah. So what, what are you going to tie that hopefully won't have more than 20 wraps? Uh, crystal blue, uh, crystal meth in blue. Interesting. Now, your crystal meth is different. Instead of using uh, diamond braid round, you use flat. 
diamond braid. Interesting. Yeah. And the blue definitely lights up very well. Mm-hmm. All right, so did you land anything today? Um, yes, but it wasn't anything that I caught. I netted, I netted some fish. Okay. Um, the orange flies we were tying up yesterday, did those pan out for you? Uh, I didn't do orange yesterday. I just re- restocked what I lost yesterday, which was uh, blue, green, uh, and pink crystal meths. And uh, I had some hits on, on green seemed to be most popular for me. Uh, green being more of a chartreuse? Yeah. Yeah, it's a chartreuse. Okay. Not like forest green or a Kelly green? No, not a racing green or uh, uh, forest green. Okay. Now, your plans for tomorrow, are you changing any of your fly fishing tactics? No, I think I'm just going to stick with what has mostly been working for me. Um, oh, no, I am, the one thing I'm switching is, is I'm going to switch out my rod. I'm going to fish the uh, 10-weight rod and 10-weight re, uh, floating line, um, moving from a 2x tippet to 0x. Very nice. And are you going to be doing bobbers or are you going to be swinging? Um, I don't know. I'll have to see what this the upper fly stretch looks like. But uh, I'm I'm good with bobbers. I, I like the uh, I like the visual. Excellent. All right, Thomas from across the round table. What are you tying? I am tying some popsicle flies. Why popsicle flies? Because they were pretty effective today. I landed a nice brown. Uh, my first brown out of the Salmon River. It was fantastic, nice and large, hit a popsicle on the swing, and I had some others hit it as well. So, lost all of my other ones, so I got to tie some new ones. So the things you purchased from the fly shop last night and tied up, they panned out for you? Uh, I hooked one nice steelhead on an orange fly. Uh, lost the net right before the net, though, unfortunately. What about the fish on the far side of the river? They were taunting you all day? They were taunting me all day. But I got some casts in there, I got some, some strikes. All right. Yeah, not a bad day all around. Nice brown. I'm happy. Anything you are updating for your game tomorrow? No. Uh, pretty happy with 2x tippet. Um, just more popsicle flies. And we're going to a different place. So that should be fun. How was the uh, shore lunches today and the shore meals? Shore lunches were good. We had uh, tons of food today, actually. We had breakfast. Of, I had breakfast of oatmeal and then coffee and we had different a couple different mountain house breakfast meals being passed around we had grilled cheese and then i had a chicken teriyaki mountain house to round it all out around two in the afternoon sounds nice. good all right and for tomorrow we created tonight the yoshi sun bugger yeah. it is chartreuse and peak with a silver bead yoshi how was your day your first day on the salmon river after being spanked by a coho <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, salmon river is so great. Many big fish. I, I could see many big fish, but I can I couldn't catch uh, at all. Uh, it's a completely different type of fishing mm-hmm. from what you're used to. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I um I fucked the <laughs> so <laughs> I, I fucked sorry. the only one fish though I couldn't land him. Landing, yeah. So I try tomorrow. Was it okay. as cold as I predicted it'd be in the shade? Were you were you warm enough today? Oh, uh, warm. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe uh, tomorrow is so cold, right? Uh, 
We need more warm, warm wear. We'll be in the sun. We're going to fish a different spot. Oh, yeah. Um, more. We go to more upstream. Upstream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. You, so you fell today. Uh, I have uh, some important things what I need to say. Uh, actually, I'm ninja. We have a ninja amongst our midst? How did I not know this? Uh, ninja never sleep in the creek, except me. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to get the fish's eye view to see where, where, what they see, right? Getting the upper edge to translate. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you did it on purpose. You meant to fall. Meant to fall? Yeah. Uh, not not accident. No, no. Uh, uh, On purpose. Nin- ninja yeah. ninja goes in water. Yeah, ninja walking on surface. <laughs> I can't walk surface. <laughs> Jesus ninjas. <laughs> if you catch just one fish tomorrow, do you know how many we're going to have? <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Turn the sulfur water into like part wine. <laughs> All right, Jason. Yeah, so apparently, true. you connected to a fish today. What'd you get? Was it a uh, an Atlantic salmon? Maybe. Well, early on, uh, we did. I caught maybe a how big was that? <laughs> An eight-inch fish that we thought was a brown trout at first. Atlantic um, salmon's Atlantic it salmon. Looks like it could be an Atlantic salmon by the way it's shaped. We're not exactly sure. Rob is the biologist in this crew, so... Yeah, well, we can do the fin ray counts on the dorsal fin at another time. (laughs) Put it up on the big screen and count them. And then later in the afternoon, you hooked into something as well? Uh, Much later in the afternoon. It was quite a slow day. Um, But after we all got our second wind and we saw people hooking up, um, Thomas hooked a nice big steelhead and said... That he was on a orange egg, so it's exactly what I put on. And whatnot. Five, ten minutes later, I got a great set into one of definitely you know one of the bigger sized steelheads that we have definitely seen up here, and which was my first steelhead ever. And he did not have a hole in his net. No, there was no hole in the net for the <laughs> for the steelhead to jump. Through. So you guys may not know that two <laughs> years ago. Jason hooked a steelhead, and uh, I had a no, hole no. in my net. Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and the, I landed his huge steelhead. It went right through the net and through the hook. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't even explain that one. So anything you're changing for tomorrow? Um, I might stick, I might uh, take Scott's philosophy and kind of stick with more on the nymphing side of things. That He was the one who hooked up most today. Right. So, right. I, and we, and we, See? Hooked on it, and I actually hooked one on an eggs. Uh, I had fun fishing streamers today, but maybe I'll stick more with the nipping side of things tomorrow. All right. Oh, somebody dropped the ball. Oh, and there's a flag on the play. The Ravens of Baltimore are playing the Cardinals of Arizona in the American Football League, National Football League. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Throw ball. Sports ball. Okay, sports games. Bye now. Well, 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 I'm on the road. I'm 
getting close to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. If you hear clattering sounds, it's the roof rod rack magnetic one that has the two balls that uh, lock down. Well, I forgot to lock them down because the drive up, they were clackety clack 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 in the whole way and they're clickety clack clacking now. I could totally open the sunroof and grab them, but what's the chance that I slip and it falls off and hits the car behind me? So who knows? I don't know if we told you last night, but we ate at the Tailwater Lodge, and if you're gonna go there, you're gonna wanna get the soups, you wanna get the onion rings. Trust me, on, I like an onion ring. I like a, a nice Walla Walla, I'll take a Vidalia. I like them cut thin, freshly battered, and cooked preferably in maybe a peanut oil. And then a good sauce. These things were fantastic on their own. Didn't eat sauce. They were spicy, peppery. There was a jalapeno jam to put on their fresh, sweet, roasted garlic buns. And the burger. Burgers were a little overcooked, so if you want to order rare, you're going to have to ask for mooing with hoofs. If you want medium, ask for rare. If you want well done, ask for medium. If that makes sense. So like I said, I'm on the road now. The trip is over. I'm tired. I smell bad. I need to shave. Probably hit the barbershop this week. Get my wig busted. Alarm went off at 4 a.m. So you know what I get to do tomorrow? I get to sleep in till 7. How often do I get to say that? Wow. And alarm went off at 7 or 4. I jumped up, put in the contacts, brushed my tooth, threw all my layers, and went over to the kitchen room, filled up my thermos with some coffee. It was too early for me to, to eat. Seen how, uh, like six hours before, I just ate a big burger, nice brioche bun, a nice pint of ale from the Syracuse Brewing Beverage Company. Everybody met up, we got our cars started. It was cold. I mean, there was frost on the cars. Definitely the coldest morning yet. So could not leave until we got the cars all cleared off. And after selling up with Mark, I thought it was gonna be $35 a night, but apparently this is still salmon season. It's $50 a night. This wasn't too bad. I think we all had just enough cash. Gotta thank the guys for chipping in to, to get me through so I didn't have to leave my fishing gear there like somebody did a couple years ago as a trade. Then we headed up to the upper fly zone. And there was a full moon. You could see planets. And we got out in the parking lot, got our gear, and headed down to the river. It was very cool. Not the temperature, but there were ice crystals on all the plants, and they were lit up by the moon. So everything had this silver, glittery sparkle to it. It was, I mean, it was like being in some kind of fairy tale. There should have been unicorns and talking animals. You know, little fairies and and, uh, and whatnot on maybe a toadstool, a Cheshire cat, I don't know. But the walk down with our headlamps illuminating everything, it, it, it sparkled the entire walk down. 
We were walking through some tall grasses and wildflowers. I don't know what wildflowers they are because I've only been there in the cold. There were definitely some wild carrots growing amongst the apple trees that littered the side of the trail. You could hear the waterfalls and the drop in elevation. And then we finally got down to the site, which I believe is called Paradise. I'm not quite sure, but we set up our all of our gear. The last two days, three days, four days, I froze my arse off. Just sitting down for two hours waiting for your spot. Now at some point, people in town are gonna catch on to this and they're gonna do what people do at the Apple store. Maybe I could pay the lady that looked like Clarence from the cartoon to sit on a rock for me until sunrise and that way I could sleep in and not have to get up at four. So we get down there and because it was so cold the last couple days and we were down by the water, I didn't really bring uh, you know, anything to cover me up. But this morning, I brought my zero degree North Face down bag. And I had so many layers on, I was able to just lay down on the rocks, which are cobbles, big round ones, like the size of potatoes and watermelons and other fruits and tubers. And I pulled the sleeping bag over me and I went to sleep for the next two hours. Thomas claims I was snoring, I don't know. But when I did wake up, the parts of me that were not under the sleeping bag were covered in ice, or frost, if you will. The entire sleeping bag was covered in frost. So there was definitely moisture in the air, moisture from the steam on the river, blowing off and freezing on me. I woke up very well refreshed, rigged up my rod, and before I could even get a fly on, Thomas was hooked up to a steelhead. I thought he had a salmon because there were salmon all around the net, but he's trying to land it. It turns out the salmon were pissed at the steelhead for getting near them, and they were trying to bite it. Thomas landed that steelhead with the help of Scott's net skills. Absolutely stunning buck. Red stripes down it. That fish had been in the river for a while, quite dark in color. And it was on the popsicle. So I think next year Thomas is going to tie up like 255 popsicles. He's probably going to start tying them this evening when he gets back to D.C. The sun came up, which is one reason we decided to fish this spot. We were the first ones there. People slowly trickled in after the sun rose, but we had some good spots. And it was full of salmon. You can see the salmon, you know, big white skunk stripe down their atrophied back. And their white tails destroyed from digging reds and from the spawn and just the atrophy and the soon end of their lives. You'd cast over them hoping a steelhead would be behind them. They were definitely steelhead mixed in with them, but I couldn't get anything to bite. Thomas then caught a small brown. I believe Yoshi down below the riffle caught a small trout. Maybe Jason caught a trout as well. They could have been baby steelhead. They could have been just non-migratory rainbow trout. I don't know, I wasn't there. We fished all morning pretty hard. It got warm enough that we could take off our jackets and gloves. I didn't wear my baseball hat. Made grilled cheese and, oh, what was that? Grilled cheese and turkey sausage, but my stove was low on fuel, so it wasn't that grilled. It mostly just warmed up. I can tell you that you don't need to refrigerate Butterball brand turkey sausage patties because they have been out of the refrigerator since Thursday morning. 
Maybe just because it's been cold enough while we were out here. I don't know, but uh, looks like we all survived. The plan was to fish till noon, which we did. Didn't get any hookups. I aggressively rotated through all of my flies, fishing different locations, swinging, nymphing, jumbo john, san juan worms, sucker spawn, crystal meth, intruders, uh, estaz eggs, pheasant tails. You name it, I went through them. I tried it all. Some fishy looking spots where there were fish, fishy looking spots where there were no fish. I couldn't connect. So we fished till noon and uh, it was warm. We had all of our gear off of us. We packed up, left Yoshi-san and Jason down at the river. I don't know if they're still fishing or what, or when they're headed home, but we left them in good hands with the river on a beautiful bluebird day. And got up to the parking lot after that walk and having been in the sun all morning, had to shed some layers, put on some uh, non-fishing clothes and get in the car. I headed down to town. Rolled over to Top's grocery store where I packed up some local goodies. I got two bags of Terrell's barbecue dinosaur brand chips. I got some dinosaur barbecue mojito sauce and uh, another flavor. I think the Wingo Tango Habanero. So we're stocked up on that for a couple months. I guess now I can just order them on Amazon. You know, there's there's flavors we have at Wegmans. And, and the Harris Teeter in Virginia, but not all of them. Got myself some Cheetos for the ride, big old Gatorade to hydrate myself. Didn't drink a whole lot of water this trip. I normally have water throughout the day, drink a lot, keep myself hydrated, but up there, I just don't do it. And then I got my daughter some uh, some toys. I got her a glow-in-the-dark skeleton and a little scarecrow and a pumpkin, a little holiday treat for her. And uh, it just puts me in at 7.06 p.m. We'll have to see how traffic is, but uh, yeah, at least I'll be able to get home and, and see the, the kid before she goes to bed. So how was the trip? Well, um, it was slow. There are theories as to why there were no fish. And there were theories by everybody all up and down the river and back home and online. Was it a lack of rain? Could it have possibly been the rain plus the 350 cubic feet per second flow coming from the dam. Could it possibly be that not enough salmon were stocked four years ago? Was it the steelhead die off last fall? Is there a vitamin deficiency in the steelhead and the salmon that are killing them out in the lake? Was it a conspiracy by the government? Is it the fact that weather's changing now and the lakes are freezing solid across the top and the melt-off is being delayed and that is delaying the run of the fish which is also plausible I don't know what other theories were there huh uh, I can't remember but there were definitely theories as to why the fishing was awful the amount of fish not being in there we saw some Atlantics, a couple browns, a couple steelhead, some salmon, a couple coho. Nothing spectacular. I did not land a single steelhead in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, just like five or six days. So interesting about that. You know, I, I same flies I've always used. Jesus, people, come on. You read a sign that says expect major delays, doesn't mean you have to stand on your brakes. Hey, look, my sinuses are cleared. How about that? Little adrenaline. I 
didn't really change my tactics up from other years. I started throwing some different flies. I really like the way the Matsuo egg hooks will hold a fly, a big fly foam egg. Could it be a great Estaz egg too? Absolutely. It held sucker spawns and meths, variety of egg patterns. I just didn't land any fish to get a picture of it in their mouth to show you. What else can I tell you about the trip? Um, you know, it was kind of hard for me to watch some of the salmon dying. Took me kind of personally when there was one rolling over, you know, in its normal prone position to on its side and gasping for its last breaths. And I don't, you don't see death too often. Uh, I don't hunt, so I, I've never shot something and killed it. Uh, I get my my meat from the grocery store or from a friend that shot something, but I don't really see death. And to see an animal that big and beautiful gasping for its last breath out of nothing it did wrong, just its natural ticking clock. I mean, we're all dying. You know, except for lobsters, they really will live forever. But yeah, I was sad, so I kind of held the fish a little bit, and patted its head, told it it would be alright, and kind of, I don't know, just kind of nice to it in its last moments, and not too much longer, it died. It kind of made me sad. But salmon, the whole goal and point of them is that they're from some nutrient-devoid waters that are fed by glaciers, and their death puts all the nutrients from the ocean or the Great Lakes back into the ecosystem, which the bears and birds are going to eat and poop out off into the woods and fertilize the surrounding environment. And when the parents die, their biomass will then go into the food chain and support their offspring. And this cycle continues. So for whatever reason... I was saddened by the deaths of some of the salmon I saw. It was amazing to watch such big fish swimming around your feet. I really would pause my fishing and watch them spawning, circling up together, going under that tree videos on YouTube. It was uh, it was cool to watch. I, I don't get to see you know fish too often in clearer waters. I don't get to see fish that big, that close. I mean, there are salmon that will swim between your feet. And these are like two and a half to three foot long fish that are, I don't know, 10, 11 inches tall from top to bottom with these giant mouths. And then you get the floaters coming downstream. The seagulls obviously picked out the eyeballs first. A seagull's not going to be able to rip open these things. Maybe out west they've got bears and other carnivores that can rip them open. But a salmon really can't be busted into by a bird, small bird. You know, a bald eagle's got the talons, uh, but a, a swamp turkey's just got a little sharp beak. So they definitely pick out the eyeballs first. You got these empty eye sockets floating down. And the upper fly zone this morning, there was one that had a purple woolly bugger and dorsal fin and some other purple fly in its adipose. So I'm ready to head home. I'm tired. I'm a little beaten up. I've got a lot of bangs and bruises and, and cuts and scrapes from slipping and falling on rocks to walking into things in the dark to hooks in my hand or monofilament slicing over my skin. Uh, I definitely need to super glue some, some dings and bangs up on my body tonight. Looking forward to a hot shower, a home-cooked meal, an indoor bathroom, shower water that doesn't smell like farts. You know, the things I'm accustomed to. I do love being a dirtbag, though. It's 
If I could have stayed up there longer, I would have. Maybe also because we went up in October this year and couldn't go, you know, a couple weeks later like the last couple of years. I don't know. So I think that sums up the rest of the podcast. It was a good trip. Hope y'all enjoyed hearing some firsthand accounts of what we do up on the Great Lakes. You know, I spent the last two and a half months planning this trip, tying flies, getting the gear, procuring things, talking to people, looking over social media and websites, and um, it's a lot of effort to put in to only land a coho, which was awesome, my first coho, my first brown in a couple years, and uh, a female king salmon. But it's also awesome that I got to see Thomas land steelhead after two years of coming up here. It was awesome to see Yoshi trying his hand at steelhead for the first time and hanging out with a guy from Japan who's never really fished up here or, or fished this style. It's completely different. So there's a learning curve for him and finally getting into the Tailwaters Lodge to eat and feeling like you are not at Altmar. Altmar is a... Um, I mean, it's, it's a rundown town. There are houses where the house numbers are just spray painted on um, foam siding. Some of these houses don't even have like aluminum siding or it's just like Tyvek foam that's been screwed into wood. Um, it can be depressing up there. I'm sure it's got to be even rougher once the salmon people clear out and it's just a couple of steel headers left from the winter and there's going to be eight feet of snow on the ground. So I like to thank some of those folks up there for the hospitality at the bars and restaurants. Ooh, someone got pulled over. My wife said my cast gear jacket arrived, so that's at home, and my yarns from China arrived. And I don't really have any plans for trips coming up. Maybe we'll do another Salmon River trip in the winter. I don't know. I've got Halloween coming up on Friday, so that's my priority now and taking care of the pixie for two weeks while the wife is down under drinking wine and eating awesome dairy and meat products from Australia. And, oh, yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, hopefully in uh, December, we're going to go down to Asheville for the Western North Carolina fly fishing show. And then we got the Western or the fly fishing shows coming up. So it's going to be some interviews in the next couple of weeks. And I uh, hope you enjoyed things. If I think of anything else to chime in with, I will pick up the DAT. I have 124 miles to go. Got a full tank of gas. Got an empty bladder. Got a bag of Cheetos. Let's see if the Terrells can make it home in time. Oh, and I also picked up some six pack of uh, local pale ale for the wife. That should make her happy. And she's gonna be happy because there's a lot of uh, Mitchers number one bourbon left over. I'm about to cross the Susquehanna River. Everybody wave hi to the Clouser family that lives up here. That's gonna do it. All right. Oh yeah, so I have to, yeah, there was one incident I wanna talk about. I have a shirt my wife bought me. It can be kind of vulgar to some. And I wore it up here because I thought it would just be, you know, guys hanging out, tying flies, drinking some beer, eating some soup from a crock pot. Well, when we went into the kitchen to get our soup from the crock pot, there was a dad and their, his daughter in there, and I was talking to them as if I was wearing, uh, you know, just a, a regular plain t-shirt, but it had the possible vulgar vulgarity on it. 
and I, I didn't realize that till an hour afterwards, but everyone else did, and, and we were laughing pretty hysterically. If you want to know what this shirt is, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to, uh, I don't know, look through some old pictures maybe, or pictures from that night. It's a blue shirt. It's got some pig letters on it. My wife bought it for me in Boulder. She's embarrassed that I wear it. She was horrified about the incident in the kitchen. So uh, Jason's going to have to cut out some of the audio from after that was worn. And I'm stuck in traffic now. So uh, I need to focus on driving. Talk to you all later. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.